Are you thinking about getting into Dungeons & Dragons? Maybe you're looking to expand your horizons as a DM or a player. If that's the case, then it's time for you to check out The Dungeon Cast, the best D&D podcast out there that helps you passively learn all about the game just by listening. Join co-hosts Will and Brian as they break down the lore of a rich multiverse 50 years in the making in a lighthearted and beginner-friendly way. They cover everything from character creation options to tips for dungeon masters. There's something for everyone, no matter how long you've been playing TTRPGs. Find The Dungeon Cast anywhere you get podcasts or on YouTube. I know we have multiple podcast dogs. It's a dog-filled room, which is filled with love. More love, more dogs. More love, more dogs. Uh, podcast Pug. I'm Betty. And we have Ladybird Dresden joining us. Mm-hmm. She's a podcast Chihuahua mix. Chihuahua Jack Russell miss, I think. Mm-hmm. And her mother, Anna Dresden, is joining us today. We're very happy to have Fabulous her. Fabulous comedian. Hi. Right. Hi. I think you said chlamydia. <laughs> I was like chlamydia. proud to say no. No, chlamydia. No, chlamydia. I had Probably that once not. in college, actually. Yeah, that's cool. It's really no big deal. I just drank a little tea and it went away. A I, little tea. Wow. A boy that I did not sleep with told me that I gave him chlamydia <gasps> after he slept with a sex worker with no protection oh. while abroad, and that was his first time ever having sex. But he told me that I gave it to him, and mm. I believed him. And then yeah. I went to the NYU Health Center and was like, "I have chlamydia." And then they were like, "Okay, well." We'll take your info. How many sex partners? And I said zero. And they were like, "Oh, you're dumb." <laughs> you're like, and I was dumb. like, "I would like the antibiotics, please." And you're they like, gave them to me, <laughs> and I got so sick. You're like, you don't understand. I you know, have. I chlamydia. really love antibiotics. <laughs> I gave it to myself with my mind. Yeah, and I get that. I get that. Like mm-hmm. three days later, they called me and were like, "You don't have chlamydia." And I was like, "Thank God." I have already sobbed to both my parents. <laughs> were you? I was like it when a kid. I always when I was a kid, I always wanted ailments. Oh, oh yeah. I always wanted to like break a limb or like Oh, I wanted a hot pink cast. I wanted hot pink braces and to one day drive a hot pink convertible. <laughs> oh my god. All while injured. Yes, while injured, injured. While going through a lot. Like while a lot happened to me personally, but I just want to be like, but look, I got a converty. <laughs> Straight to the mm-hmm. hospital. Yeah, yeah. I used my mom's canes for a while as crutches <laughs> because yes. I was convinced that I had sprained my ankle. <laughs> But my mom uh, had canes from when she had her leg almost severed at the hip in a car accident that required the jaws of life. Wait, wasn't that on her wedding day? No, it was before my, it was when my parents were dating, but not yet engaged. Yeah. Oh, um, you got to marry her. You, he happens, did. You got to get did. that married. Um, yeah. I, I used to pretend like pretend hospital and I would take toilet paper and then wrapped um like regular tape like scotch tape around it to make a strong cast and I made it so strong on my friend's arm that her mom couldn't get it off and she had to use the scissors to cut it and kept accidentally cutting her daughter's arm and that mom <laughs> hated me for the rest of existence like she hated me so much I also with and, reason yeah and yeah. in her house I also painted her daughter's face <laughs> to look like a skunk <laughs> <laughs> I really committed because I was like, we are going to pretend we're animals. You're a skunk. You're such an older sister. I am. And I painted full black on both sides of her cheek, full white down the middle, but nothing else was skunk-like. I didn't like make a costume. I just painted her face. And then I got black shit all over their bathroom. That mother hated me so much, but I was a neighbor, so I always came over. Did you paint your face? No, I was the I was the director. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you're heinous i'm oh, such I'm an terrible. older sister oh <laughs> but it god. was a great skit except we got interrupted <laughs> we got interrupted and i had to go home 
What was the skit? Uh, we were going to be Tell us about skunks. the skunks. We were going to be skunks and we were probably run away from another skunk. I mean, it was just very simple. Running skunks. Cool. Yeah, what was the was game? <laughs> Ugh, uh, running skunks. That was it. I have notes. Um, <laughs> fine. I think it's great. I love it. Speaking of things I love, Andresen. Yeah. Hi. Hi. And Ooh. you're doing a very exciting scammer today. I am. Yes, Should I do the small personal scam first or the second? I want or the second? big kahuna. Okay. Yeah, let's do the I big, want the big one because mm-hmm. I don't. Oh, kahuna. Guys, I don't know anything because um, I don't know about the scam. Oh, it's so good. you're going to be. I am also new to, to the scam. I just um, became obsessed with the tropes uh, associated with the scam. Okay. Such as confident <sighs> men. Um, women in like the seventies, eighties who speak in a high whisper, um, who believe everything. Yes. Um, and like the idea that before there was modern technology and if you were a white man in America, you could just say whatever. You could say whatever. It's like without (laughs) even getting into the like progressive politics of it. Like, I think it's very funny how. Easy. <laughs> Just the things you would say. But uh, my scam is. Was this in the 70s? This was, oh God. It was like in the 80s, 80s early 80s. 90s. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. This is Clark Rockefeller. Yes. Um, He's so good. So Clark Rockefeller was um, born, uh, hold on, Christian Carl Gertz Reiter. Gerhardt Gert- Reiter. Yeah. Um, he was born uh, February 21st, 1961. Um, and he moved to the U.S. when he was a teenager and sort of, I guess, was picked up. From where? From Germany. Okay. He's a German. Well, that explains it. He's a German <laughs> national. I know. It's kind of, like, cool. Um, but he moved here. And I think I watched an investigation discovery, but while also playing solitaire on my phone because I. You got to do a lot of things. <sighs> yeah, we have to. We all do. Psychologically, yeah. I'm a baby. So, mm-hmm. um but I believe that he was picked up by this couple. He was just on the side of the road and they were like, well, we cannot take him in. Um, and then he didn't so he live with them. He lived with them and like went by a series of aliases um, while living with them. I think when he was there, oh, hold on. He lived with them for a long time. Like they just picked him up. Yeah, I think. he met the couple in 1978. Oh, they were traveling through Germany, and right. then he used their names to get permission to enter the U.S. So um, he went back with them to the without US? permission. Without he, them he knowing, he said that they um, had invited him to stay with them in California. I'm now just shamelessly reading the Wikipedia page, which I think is actually cool. Um, So he started in Connecticut where he found this family who let him live with them. And in 79, second family. Yeah. Um, And oh yeah. So uh, the ID discovery, the investigation discovery coverage of this is incredible. I watched the, Dateline coverage of it and it was trash and I don't recommend it. It just focused on the the lives that were lost and the beautiful people they were. And I was like, no, no. that's not why I came here. Tell me about the scam. There were like yeah. almost no facts about him. And then I watched the ID um coverage of him and it's perfect. And they have um interviews with this couple's son. And the way that ID does uh talking head stuff for this particular series is that they're standing and it's like from the hips up and they're talking to camera. That's so weird. And this guy was already, I think an actor, but he's like talking to camera about like how he just acted insane in his family's home. And like his, uh, 
they said that their the last straw was when their daughter was waiting outside in the snow to be let in because she forgot her key and Clark was or whatever his name is was like on the couch and wasn't doing anything and didn't get up to let her in for 45 minutes until someone else came home and let her in. Amazing. And they were like, you have to go. So that is the quality of character we're dealing with. Um, he, so they told him to leave, um, and he wanted to become an actor and there's amazing footage of him like in prison clothes. And he asks Natalie Morales, there's a Natalie Morales interview with him. That's perfect. Douche chills up and down. But, Mm -hmm. uh, he says, do you want to hear Scottish poetry? And she was (gasps) like, yeah <laughs> and then he does this like i guess okay <gasps> scottish accent. accent while like performing this poem to her and she's just like her odious coverage was just like mm-hmm. oh my god <laughs> wow um he's just a fucking he's a he's a, a cuckoo bird so he was living i'll just speed it up so he like eventually gets to california and is living in the guest house of this woman who's like a saddled woman named Dee. Dee. Which I think is great. And she was an alcoholic who would slur a lot, according to the people in this investigation discovery um, coverage. But uh, so this married couple wanted to take the house, like their mother's guest house. But I guess. uh, So Dee's the mom of this couple. Is the mom of this couple. And I guess like he just wormed his way into her ear with like, no, I'm cool and good. And like she just believed everything that he told her. And he she was, was her like, companion, probably. Well, yeah. Well, he ways. was like hired to take care, like her caretaker, Ooh, quote unquote. But I don't know how much he was actually doing. Do yeah. Yeah. So like he um, eventually uh, her son and his wife like bought this car and they went on this like road trip. And then they were planning to they're just planning all this stuff and like we're cute newlyweds. And then they Clark told that his mother that, oh, they they said that they're going to Paris because they have a secret job interview with the CIA was another excuse. What? Um, I think these were two separate excuses, but they sort of overlapped. It was like, they have a secret job interview. So that's why they're there. Indeed. It was just like, yep. And like the police, um, <laughs> and you know exactly these what people, kind of person yes, Didi is. She's like, she was like, they're in Paris, honey. Um, <laughs> um, this is in San Marino, California. Um, so, there, uh, her family tries to file a missing persons report of the couple, and then the police go to talk to Dee Dee because she lives there, and she just keeps telling them like, "No, she's in Paris." Oh, um, and then I think so I they were planning. So they were planning a trip. Did they die on the trip? No. So um, uh, a couple years later. The house Dee Dee dies. Very sad. Um, he, he was married at some point. Um, and then. Does it. Sorry. I'm okay. So I watched, I think, in either an HBO or a Netflix documentary on this. And so doesn't he, he goes from Germany to like Connecticut and mm-hmm. then he goes to California and changes his name to Clark Rockefeller. Right. No, this is no. In California, he's. Uh, Christopher Chichester. Oh, Chichester. So he's going to USC as a film student, or maybe he isn't, but he's going there. Yeah. Um, And he tells him that he's a Christopher Chichester, 13th baronet. Oh, yeah. And everyone just goes, 
All right. What is the 13th baronet? Exactly. And none of them knew. And it was just like. I thought it was a singing position, like a baritone. No. No. Oh, a baronet Baronet is like a a small baron. Like a baron. (laughs) Baronet. Baby baron. I think it's like a baron who's under 5'5". It's a baronet. It's a mini baron. Yeah. Um, Is that a royalty? I really don't know what a baron is. I think it's a royal. So he was claiming to be British. So he put on a British accent. Um, But he's German. Right. He's German. Yeah. But he came here when he was a teenager. So he can like kind of drop the accent quickly. Um, Lady Bird is staring at me and whining with one of her back legs up in the air so I can just see her dog poon on is just full on facing me. Oh, both feet are up. She's truly doing like a, um, like an old timey porn of a woman just like spreading her legs at camera. Like that's what she's doing to me right now. Sorry, I have to rewind. I'm so confused. So he, there's just wait, a lot of moving parts. There's yeah, a lot. So wait, so this couple, I'm like obsessed with this couple. They're happily married and they are going on a newlywed trip. He tells Dee they're going to Paris. They're already gone and they've been gone for a long time. How long was their trip? They were missing for like weeks or months. I don't I'm not sure. But so they didn't go on a trip, Caitlin. They were murdered. Okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. They didn't go anywhere. Okay. So like. Uh, this happened in 1985. So they were planning a trip, but then it never happened. I don't know if you they did know if or they not. Were really they like bought a, a truck. And then at some point he ends up in Connecticut driving their truck. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So somehow, like after the murder, he goes back to the East Coast and changes his identity again. Right. Yeah. So in the late 1980s, he goes to the East Coast. East Coast. The police pull him over in Connecticut. He was driving a pickup truck that belonged to Jonathan Soas. Um, but he left the area before police could interview him. It's like, that's crazy. That's crazy. To just walk away. Like, imagine if you were pulled over driving a ladybird. I <laughs> ladybird. So okay. Lady ladybird. I'm gonna pick her up. Okay. Yeah, of course. She's so Hi. cute. Um, but so he gets pulled over with this dead man's truck, and then in 1994, um, oh, they just like didn't have any proof that they were dead because there were no bodies, and they didn't. Uh, really hunt for them I guess yeah they like didn't have any evidence to arrest him um and then in 1994 they find Jonathan Soas's body in the backyard that's chopped up um and put into bags and one of the bags is University of Milwaukee and the other <sighs> one is USC which are the two places that uh this dude Wait. um went to didn't they have to excavate a bunch of shit too what, they excavated the entire yard looking for Which her backyard? at the at the house where he used to live the grandma Didi's house Didi's, Didi's house okay. yeah Didi's son is Jonathan his wife whose name I should say I guess was it, it D- was it Jonathan and the wife that got killed or just yeah. Jonathan so but they only found Jonathan's body <sighs> The wife, they're like, maybe she's still out there. And it's like, she, no, she's fucking. No, she's not. dead somewhere. No, she's she's abs- I promise you she's, she's not. No. That just gave me um, Yeah. Uh, Lady Bird's it. But. Lady Bird has chills. Oh, but he was adopted. So there's no way to compare his DNA. Who's it's adopted? It's a whole deal. Um, Jonathan was. Whatever. Oh. That's, that's, oh, a, that's a, um, a dead end. But so he moves to Connecticut. And now he's being called Christopher C. Crow, which is so obnoxious. And he says that he was a television producer from Los Angeles who worked in the 1980s remake of Alfred Hitchcock Presents. He also <laughs> was telling everyone that his grandmother was a famous actress. Um, and he would also tell people that he was an orphan and that. But he hasn't yet called himself a Rockefeller. Um, so he gets hired on Wall Street. And yeah, when they ask for a social security course. number in the late 80s, early 90s, which is like, sure. 
and they asked for a social security number and he gave them David Berkowitz's social security number, no. aka Son of Sam. No. Which Dude, is wait, David Berkowitz is Son of Sam. Yeah. David Berkowitz Son of Sam How on his, his hiring number? paperwork. He just was so confident that no one would call him out of his bullshit. But it's like you're on Wall Street, you're not just like hanging around Southern yeah. California telling people that like you are a student interesting or famous or yeah. like that's so crazy a we baronet but how do you remember so he's memorized a serial killer i don't know how he found it yeah that's so crazy because like when you fill out paperwork for a job you put down your social security number they run that to they see run if that. you're a criminal so he got fired from this first firm because of um, that yeah uh and then he was employed somewhere else and was fired on re- unknown why um and he started somewhere else and then he quit um once he figured out that the police was looking for him. So it's like, you just go to Wall Street and you're like, hi, I own a suit. I know. I'm white. I'm white. He also at this point was wearing um, tinted aviator glasses all the of time. Course. Where it's like that beautiful late 80s, early 90s. Are, are they glasses? Are they sunglasses? They're both. They're, they're neither. Right. Yeah. They go they're, inside. They they're go just outside. Like very they're tan. Transitions. Yeah. yeah. It looks like it's part of your own tan skin. It's just it like looks, a wash. Yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it, it looks like it's part of its own tan skin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> he so like the couple. Uh, this was still when he was in Connecticut on ID. This guy who was the brother of the family that like mm-hmm. picked him up there. He was like he would ask us to take pictures of him all the time and he would like lean on his hand and like get in a very specific pose and like adjust his angles and then say, take it. (laughs) So there's a ton of pictures of him with like his index finger lightly resting on his temple while he's like leaning sideways. Take it. Wow. Every time I get my photo taken, I'm just going to do that. Take it. Hold on. Hold on. on. Take it. Take it. Can you take a picture of us? Take it. it. (laughs) (laughs) And make the most awkward pose. Sit in the snow. Take Take it. it. Take it. Um, which I just love. I really love um, men with no humor who are obsessed with themselves. Oh my god! I think it's really funny. And because you, white men, what? this is a very specific <sighs> man. Because they get away with everything. With everything, they, they just really tell do. people like he has had a million girlfriends and like the basically confidence. just gets a free ride. Yeah. Um, and just did. ID at all talk about anything about him in Germany when he was a kid? Is there any no. study no, on that? No, it's all when he comes to There's the U.S. like not a ton of information. Because that's so crazy. Is that for him to be like, you know what, I'm going to get at, like, that is a sociopath. He wanted to go to L.A. and be a big movie star and like he was obsessed with Hollywood as a child. I mean. Um, did he have like an Asperger's, autism, like David, sort of learning no, disability? He seems very asperger's I will say. Although he knows people too well, but just the way that he, I, I feel like, like he's doing an impression awkward. of a person. Yeah. yeah, is, yeah. The, is the impression that I get from him. Take it. Um, take it. <laughs> hey, take it. Hey. Um, so he just like tells all these little white lies to people and then he moves to New York and really lets it rip. So he marries this woman whose name literally... Um, so he, at this point, he's Clark Rockefeller. Um, and in 1995, he marries a woman whose name is Sandra Boss. <laughs> yes, she is Sandra Boss. <laughs> a high earning exec, I believe, on Wall Street. Um, graduate of Harvard Business School. Um, oh, it had no legal stat- status. They they married in a Quaker ceremony. He uh, Later, they ask him, did you murder this person? He goes, I'm a Quaker, which is very funny. <laughs> oh, wow. um, Wait, and, so he, he was on Wall Street in New York, but was he, he wasn't a Rockefeller yet. He was yet. still... Chris Crow. He, at this point, he's Clark Rockefeller. Okay, when he works on Wall when he comes Street? back to yes, he was like, "I'm going to work on Wall Street. I have to be a Rockefeller." Right, and then yeah. I guess if you're Rockefeller on Wall Street, they're like, "Okay." Oh no, sure. he abandoned the Christopher Crow persona 
when, when they, ran they the found Sam. out about him. Okay, so he, he was... started using the name Clark Rockefeller, still living in New York. Oh right, gosh. but after um, he got busted in Wall Street. Just getting this timeline. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot. To unpack. I, I'm, I don't it's know why I'm obsessed, but I'm obsessed with it. Okay. He did a lot of crime. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, so, he's, so we know he's already killed two people. She makes $1.4 million mm-hmm. a year. Sandra Boss um, makes $1.4 million a year, yes. which I don't believe is adjusted for inflation. She's like, a so, fu- and like hearing her on the stand and stuff, she's so intelligent and like. She, is she alive? She's alive. Yeah. She's fine. Um, she's good. so the reason. Good. I need somebody to be alive in this. Um, so he didn't let his wife know who his identity was. He would say that he was like a distant relation of the Rockefellers and like not really explain it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and people would just believe it. And he had all these like socialite friends and this woman showed text messages from him. Um, I guess it was like late nineties, early two thousands. And it was, I'm on a submarine. It's so strange. Very crowded. Thought of you. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. It's just that kind of shit where it's like, I'm on a submarine. He's like on a couch somewhere. Yeah, who texts so on a submarine? That. They didn't have Wi-Fi that good back then. No, I'm on a submarine. What a That's lie insane. to make up. Um, so basically, they they have one daughter. Um, they lived in New Hampshire, where he was basically just really dining out on this Rockefeller persona. And like, um, did he get money or free things from being a Rockefeller? Did he like? Yes. Get, so okay. he just like from people, he would get like free dinners and like. Because they assumed he was rich. Um, he was living off his wife, basically. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he would say it's like family money, but... Um, and the the Rockefeller name, he would tell people that he was a wealthy Yale graduate who owned a business in Canada. Um, he was also a member of the Boston's Algonquin Club. Oh. Like, he was just joining these, like, Algonquin society club? clubs. It's like the Yale Club or, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. any other, like... Country White guy. Club. Yeah. Yuppie, yuppie club. Um, where you like get free nice food and can hang out and like have access to people who are rich. He had like art director friends. Um, there was stuff about him claiming to have like a Rothko and a Mondrian oh. and like all these art dealers okay. were like, Oh my god, you have this art? We're definitely friends with you. And he's a Rockefeller. And it was just like all these people who were so So in love with the whole so idea. Thirsty to get close to a Rockefeller, but like with zero proof. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or follow through. So Sandra Boss is a boss, and she divorced him eventually when she couldn't figure out who the fuck he was. <laughs> you know what? I'll divorce him. Um, and she changed her daughter's last name because I guess it was Rockefeller, which is very funny. Um, and then girl. he um, kidnapped his daughter, and she's fine. Um, Where did he take her? Didn't he so take- he had her for a week. He, they found her in Baltimore, Maryland, Ugh. where he had bought an apartment under the name Chip Smith. He just keeps getting these waspy ass names and people are like, yes, here's a house. Um, And then FBI got some tip. Um, Yeah. And the kid's fine. But then so he goes to jail for a couple years for this. And then eventually they uh, do hearing blah, blah, blah. Who cares? So he's oh, so his um, attorneys were like, he's fucking crazy. Look at him. Right. He doesn't know what's real or not. Um, and that's how he gets off. I No, he doesn't. He goes to jail. Oh, okay. Um, but only for four years. Um, so he's in jail. He's sentenced for a couple years. Um, um, four to five years on the kidnapping and concurrent two to three years on the assault charge. I guess he... Um, Assaulted his ex-wife. But that's not very much. No. It's not. It is. I'm like, listen, if more people knew the small price you had to pay for these like insane 
crimes, I think they do more of them. Yeah. It's like treat yourself, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, go crazy. Time. And you get so much time for marijuana possession. Yeah. Mm. So that's a whole thing. Don't even get me started with jail. Uh, jail is bad. Yeah, but it's like, you know. What season? Was this I'm aware movie? of it. Oh, Who is Clark Rockefeller on There's Lifetime? a Lifetime movie? <gasps> yes, there are several. From Will and Grace? Oh. Will from Will and Grace. He's very sexual, and that is not a good casting. I mean, like, I guess you have to make it, you got to make it sexy for the viewing audience, but that is not what that man looked like. Yeah. He looked like sort of like a statue with dyed blonde hair. Yeah. With like a long nose. I guess like people were like, well, he has the Rockefeller um, features. Love. That guy? Like, so many very, people. Um, so he's convicted on mostly circumstantial evidence, but the thing that swayed the jury. Um, so he's brought to trial when he's still in jail for kidnapping his daughter. Um, and uh, the thing that swayed the jurors were the fact that the book bags had that had the person's body in it were the two places that he went to school. Oh, my God. Wow. <laughs> Wait, so like, he got convicted of that? Yeah. And they so his attorneys were like, he wouldn't have done that. He's such a brilliant con man. You really think that he would have done it if that was like... That's not great. You're a lawyer. Yeah, yes, that's not bitch. great. What are you talking about? He did it. Literally, what are you talking about? That's Ugh. the craziest... It's like, mm-hmm. it's so obvious. There's no way it could have been him because he's so smart. And it's like, is yeah, he? Smart people kill people all the time. He yeah. gave David Berkowitz's social security number to Wall Street. At that point, you're just mm-hmm. fucking with people. He thought they weren't going to check. Yeah. He's just he like, thought he was so that sweet. That was like his, his smart little thing. Yeah. That's his no ego. His yeah. ego's out of control. Yeah. And he actually is so ignorant that he doesn't know how a business works. It's exactly ego. It's like, it's ego I want to be this famous person. Literally all he wanted to be was important and beloved and by people and just like have other people do the work. Like, I still think about like him on the couch, not letting that girl into her own house when it's like not his house. It's just right, like, right, right, right. oh, you just he don't want to lift there. a finger. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be famous so badly. And then he also believes that, like, he should just be given whatever he wants. And then if he doesn't get it, he will murder somebody. But for the most part, he was. I know. But what I don't understand is, like, then, I mean, I I, I see his lawyer being like, he's so smart. But, like, what is his need to murder? Like, D was, or Day, or whatever. Her, Didi? Didi. Didi. Was, was, you know, he was in her ear, fine. But if I feel like he could have just been a drifter and gone someplace else and done it again. Was he... Really, was it also the ego thing that he wanted to be the only one in her ear, so he had to get rid of those guys? The murder seems like an anomaly, but I think it was because he wanted to keep the house and they wanted to sell it or something. Yeah, or it yeah. was like be, they wanted fortune? to be able to sell them. Yeah, well, it was like uh, they also wanted to, to anyway. live in the guest house because right, they it, were like, "It's my mother's house. Right? Why am I living in the house with her I in a guest room and put, not?" He tried to put his name on her will and try to get her money exactly. and all that shit. But what I don't understand is like, well, he didn't think that through. Once you murder somebody, you can't really hang out. Yeah. You got to go. No. Yeah. You got to go. go. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. 
With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. As a podcast network, our first priority has always been audio and the stories we're able to share with you. But we also sell merch, and organizing that was made both possible and easy with Shopify. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell and grow at every stage of your business, from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. They have an all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system, so wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. With the internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. Shopify has allowed us to share something tangible with the podcast community we've built here, selling our beanies, sweatshirts, and mugs to fans of our shows without taking up too much time from all the other work we do to bring you even more great content. And it's not just us. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Shopify is also the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash realm, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash R-E-A-L-M now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash realm. So that is probably the most odd thing, though. That is. Like, the rest is the just, murder. like, casual. And did he murder anybody else? Were there any other charges? Um, no, because they never found the body for... Um, a woman? Yeah. But were, were there any other couples? There was nobody else, like, in his life? No. It was just it's those literally two. just scams. That's, but that is so bizarre. That's so weird to me. Yeah, and they were like, well, he doesn't have a motive. And they tried to say that um, John's wife was the one who killed him because she was so large. Because she, she like, was five inches taller than him or something and they were like well oh, she's a big woman she must have killed him <laughs> yeah. oh absolutely oh, I'm trying to find this fucking wait so discovery. is he still in jail for the murder is he alive he, yeah he got 27 to life oh thank mm. god um, we don't have to worry about find. interacting with him yeah no though he could be anyone he away oh, he no, could be where the anyone fuck is this but like that is like where it's very much like a mental health issue too. Like this is a very sure it's a much mental a crazy health. person. Yeah, of course, but that doesn't mean that like that doesn't excuse it. Oh no, it doesn't at all. But I'm just thinking of like there's cons and there's this, but this seems like so psychotic. Yeah, do, I'm not excusing it. I'm just saying as far as cons go, because we've talked a lot about cons. We talked about people. I've done my own conning, and you just like you want to get something. It's not a casual con. No. no. And not like multiple casual cons that kind of got like wrapped up into it. This was Maybe. like psychotic. Psychotic. Cons. Psychotic. And murder, which I do not like. I know. 
you don't like murder. I but can't this handle is, you murder. Don't like murder. I cannot handle murder. I am so deeply afraid of all of that stuff. This is I don't just like scary one, movies. Though. I know this it's just, just one murder. And, mm, it's going to be hopefully our only murder. I really have an issue with murder because I can't stop thinking about it. No, no, no. I know. But like then. Yeah. But yeah, he's fascinating. This guy. He's fascinating. I just it's that. It's that ego and that like, well, so it is that combination of that like white man privilege of I can walk into any place and get what I want, but then also to just to be so threatened to not get what you want to then murder somebody. But then to give David Berkowitz's social security number, yeah. that it's is the craziest insane. thing. That is insane. That is when it is very like psychotic. Like you give so little fucks. No, I think he thinks they're not going to check. Like, I don't even know if it's a little fucks. It's like just ignorance. Like, he doesn't know how things work. He's like, oh, I guess I just have to put this form here. Like, it might be that, too. Also, to steal your child, he doesn't understand how, like, parenting works. Like, you... I think he's smart. You I think, think he's, he's smart? very smart. Yeah, I don't think he's dumb. What do you think? I think he has great wants and little conscience. Yeah. And, I, mm-hmm. and co- confidence. And I think that that's potent. I don't, I'm not ready to assign him intelligence. I you think don't think he's, he's smart? I don't know that that's why he was able to do everything. Yeah. I think he. Right. Because some conners are incredibly smart and they're also people pleasers and manipulators. And I think he's manipulative. Manipulator, yeah. I yeah. think like if he were smart, he would have figured out a less Well, more about obvious Wall Street way. for sure. That and also, yeah, like he thought they weren't going to. Chat, like this yeah. is not so well it doesn't seem like he's ever had a job or worked in an office like it wasn't like he didn't know probably about HR if he just I think sort of he's jumped so, couches I think he's so delusional that yeah, like that is he delusional. just wants things very badly and that he doesn't feel bad about right and that like is he doesn't psychotic. have character or you don't have you don't have, you don't empathy. have um, empathy yeah or any self-reflection or anything like that yeah or, um, or self-awareness really yeah so I think and he really, they asked him, so did you murder them? And he says, I have always been a pacifist. I am a Quaker. And to my knowledge, I have never caused hurt to anyone. What? And it's like, That's so okay, creepy. you could say that. Say no. or yeah. Like if you were smart, you would say absolutely categorically, I deny these charges. I did not yeah. kill them. There's no evidence There's linking no me to them. This is a sham. But what he said was sort of a cutesy, crafty, sort of like a riddle way to say, like, no, I didn't. And it's like, I could see him saying that. And he's like, I didn't cause them hurt because I bashed his fucking head in right away. He wouldn't have felt it. He was dead immediately. It's like he wants to get caught. You know, he wants to be like known for his crime. He wants to be, he wants attention. He wants people to give him attention. He wants to be interesting. And I think like murdering someone is interesting. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to be famous. It's really about being famous. Literally like being interviewed by Natalie Morales about a murder and asked her, do you want to hear Scottish poetry? Oh my gosh. Like it's his. But then like also him, like an audition, yeah. But him being in a Lifetime movie, like he wants that. That's what he wants. To have his life story be in a Lifetime movie is like exactly what he wants. Yeah. I think it's Fine. I don't know. I think mm. like I hate that that we know. are giving him attention. Well, I think the Lifetime movie. I, I guess it's that we're giving him attention while he's alive. Like he's like he's getting what he wants. Like he yeah. really wants to be a famous person. He really wants to be well known. But and he's getting a a mini series about his life. But under who we don't know who he is. You know, under what so many aliases. I also yeah, don't think there. someone bad getting what they want is equivalent to harm you know like whether or not he wants it i think is 
it doesn't affect the fact that he's going to be in jail for the rest of his life and whether or not he's happy inside his little heart is like, I don't know that that affects anything. Yeah. Aside from like the greater justice factor of like, he should be sad because he did bad no, things. No, not sad. I think it's just like he has, I'm not upset about it. I'm just saying he has achieved what he wanted. Like he wanted to be famous. But he also wanted to be comfortable. And I don't think he's comfortable in jail. Mm. No, jail's horrific. Yeah. But he murdered somebody. I don't know. It did seem like he wanted to be rich. He, he wants wanted to be, to be rich. rich he wants not, to be known. Like him yeah. not getting off that fucking couch is like, yeah, you got to get off the couch in jail. Yeah, you gotta get the off There's the couch. There's no couch. In life. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> There's plenty of people I know don't get off the couch. And you know what? You're looking at one. <laughs> Same. Last night Same. I was um, text venting to a friend, and Lady Bird was whining next to me for like a half hour, and I turned to her and said, "You can't spend your whole life whining." And then I realized, like, oh god, it me. <laughs> it me, Birdie. So basically, get off the couch. Get off the couch. Yeah. Metaphor for life. You know. Um, and that's the story of Clark Rockefeller. Also, um, he made friends with uh, this man in San Marino, California, who's Jan of Sweden, who's known as the Swedish cowboy. Oh. Um, and he is. Everybody needs friends, even the a Swedish cowboy. And a half. Um, he looks like Santa Claus. I'm going to try to find. Good. I feel like this Clark Rockefeller could be on any one of a number of Bravo TV shows, like The Housewives, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Southern Charm. Any of these? What is, is that, this? this? What is this? This is Swedish cowboy. Wait, is I don't he... know if this is in Swedish or not. Oh my god! So we're watching right now. Oh yeah, it we're is watching in a YouTube so video of a cowboy looking like he's in a western, and it's Swedish and playing music. Um, but you, they they did interviews with him. You just googled like, Jan of Sweden, he, but he was um, Clark Rockefeller's barber for a long time, and. Uh, they interview him for the story, also from the hips up, standing, looking at camera. And he goes, yeah, one day uh, Christopher <laughs> comes in. He says, oh, I cannot come back. And I said, why? He said, I don't know. I said, well, when will I see you again? He said, uh, oh, no. He said, <laughs> he was like, oh, he said he inherits some big sum of money in England. He has to go there. And it's so much money that he never come back. I said, when will I see you? He said, never. It's so much money. <laughs> And I said, okay. And his Chiron is um, Jan of Sweden. And then his, for job title, where they put the job title is Swedish Cowboy. Cowboy which you slash know that barber. He, it, no, it just said Swedish Cowboy, oh which is as if that's like a known yeah, thing. Yeah. But he says that he's the only Swedish Cowboy. That's what he asked for. You know, his like lower. He's like, you know that he went absolutely apeshit where they were like, no, but like, can we put like Barber? And he was I am like, a Swedish Cowboy. I've been very clear with you. <laughs> My job title will be Swedish Cowboy or I walk. <laughs> I'm the Swedish Cowboy. <laughs> he said, okay, this is some kind of murder. I, back. I said, oh, okay, goodbye. goodbye. I cut your hair. I read the horse. <laughs> okay, well, goodbye. Get up. I just, I think it's so funny. I love that time period and I love men wearing those like ugly tinted glasses. Mm -hmm. I love, and I'm also not a very confident person. So when people Same. lie like that, I think it's just so funny and freeing to like hear mm -hmm. about. Mm -hmm. I just, it's so foreign to me that someone has the balls to, like, I'm not a confident person either to just, like, get away with it or just, like, have these crazy, crazy lies. It's so, so insane to me. Yeah. A friend of mine just, like, walked into a hotel and sat at their pool and just started, like, ordering shit. And it was, like, an exclusive private hotel. And he's like, yeah, they just, uh, 
They don't care. And I was like, no, you're a tall, blonde, white man. You can do whatever the hell you want. No one questioned him. And he was like, isn't it great? And I was like, I don't think we can be friends anymore. So hot privilege is a thing. Yeah. Yes. What I want to know, though, is if you were a scammer like this, what would your scam name be? My scam. Oh, that's good. Um, and what would you want to scam if you? What scam? would you? What would your scam be and your scam name? My scam name would be. <laughs> Pause for Baronet. Water. Baronet. Mistress von Fuck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> pronounced Fook. No, pronounced fuck. fuck. Okay. It's spelled D R E Z E N. <laughs> right, right, right. But, but it will fuck. be pronounced fuck. Yeah. Um and my scam would be um stealing large amounts of low quality hotel soaps. Yeah. And reselling it. You know what it would be? <laughs> it would just my name would be Anna, whatever my husband's last name is, and selling a lot of multi-level marketing stuff. Oh. I also no, you know what it is that I if I wouldn't be me doing a scam, it would be me as a like uh, ninety-day fiance woman. I am like <gasps> right on the brink of being that. Oh yeah, and I'm upset with scammers for not finding me quicker. Yeah, because Ugh. all you have to do is I'm move to the Philippines. So ripe for it. Yeah, no, I don't have to go fucking anywhere. You they mean- come to me. Yeah, boy scammers for... trying to fall in yes. love with you. Uh, uh, Find uh, one. Uh, Cute foreign boys. I know. Where is your I'm Nigerian so man? Busy yeah. and sad. Yeah. Right. I have no options. <laughs> yeah. Come at me. No, but like get, yeah, email her. Email, email her. Anna. If you're a foreign man looking for a visa, email, email Anna. Anna Trick me. Yeah, she wants fun. to be tricked. She's warm and loving. She's just here waiting for you to trick She's her. She's going to have a diner couch soon. Yeah, Look, your- a new couch that I will be on. Ugh, waiting for you <laughs> to fuck her, please. please. You don't even have to. You could just promise to, and then not, and then not yeah, do it because be it's too much work anyway. Yeah, I won't break up with you. I'll just resent you. Yes, true. Mm-hmm. I did almost get scammed into a wire fraud. Oh, that's right. One time, yeah. Um, How? where I found a job on Craigslist, I think, or somewhere. Um. And it was that you open, it was someone who was like, I'm out of the country on business, but I run an electronics company and I need for you to pick up my packages and open them and make sure that the electronics are in there and then close them up and mail them to me. And then I will, um, it was like, I'll pay you a certain amount of money and then you pay back something. It was something basically where they were like, we're going to pay you the money first and then I'll pay you back. No, it was like, we'll deposit, we'll send you this payment and then you'll, I don't know what it was, but it was Western union. Mm -hmm. And it was like, basically it wouldn't clear the payment, but like, Oh, I, that, that's exactly what we talked about. But then once you pay from your account, Mm -hmm. we had a guest on here who did the same thing that they would send you the payment. The payment wouldn't clear, but you had to then give them some of the money. It was very screwed up. Yeah. You would like subtract your own pay or something. I don't know what it was, but it was, um, and then I really almost took it until I realized I like Googled it and was like, Oh, this doesn't sound right. And then um, that man's uh, Gmail showed up on my Gchat for the next like five years. Oh, <laughs> no. It was like yeah. a fake name, but it would be like Sean Crow or whatever. Yeah. Uh, 
It's very funny. <laughs> you know? He's there. He's chatting up all the other people. I think only scammers use wire transfers. Only scammers. Yeah. Yeah. Well, now on Craigslist, it says beware wire fraud at the top of all of them. Really? Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah. They have that now with apartments, too. It's like you see a great apartment and it's like, this could be a scam. And it's like, yeah. okay, I guess it is. Like, Oh, my God. Uh, that's so such much. a good scam. I know. Where people like go to, s- even if they don't see it. And no, the well, they, they like, put up okay. like a great apartment and then you contact the realtor and they're like, oh, that one was just sold, but we have other ones. And then it's like totally more expensive. And there's a yeah. new realtor fee. Like everything is well, totally jacked up and changed. People will like have you sign a lease and start paying them money. Really? Or like pay the first, last and security to them. And then they go to che- like open the door and their keys don't work. And it was that what? some fucking crazy person mm-hmm. was just like, yeah, I'm subletting. I'm like leasing that apartment in New York. And that someone is living there. Yeah. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. Oh my! What gosh. is wrong with people? They want money and they don't want to work. Wait, what was the teeth whitening scam you said? Oh, you teeth had? whitening! Oh my god! I signed up for a free trial. It was so long ago that I can't really remember, but it was like you would get it for free um, for like a trial, and then uh, you could cancel it. Mm-hmm. But then they sent me like four packages in rapid succession within oh, a few weeks so and they charged you... me like $200 for each one. Yeah, you were charged for each package. Yep. Yeah, and like I tried to return it and just spent all this time like yelling at them and like trying to get my money back and they were being really mean over the phone. I was a true teenager so I don't really quite remember what it was. Did you have white teeth? No, it barely <laughs> worked and it hurt very badly. Oh, yeah, um, they do hurt. They do hurt but this it like didn't work. I still, I had those pens for like Seven years it was after, the pens? Just, it was a pen with a gel and then some sort of trays that trays. you could put goop okay. in. Mm-hmm. But then there was a class action lawsuit, and I think I got like eighty dollars out of it. Yeah, you spent, got it. I got charged like four hundred dollars. Hey, damn it! You recouped some of that yeah. money, but the scam was that they sent it to you without your permission, and that it came really fast uh, before you could cancel. You cancel. Mm-hmm. Um, or like they lost my record of me canceling. Uh, sure, sure. It yeah. was really bad. Yeah. Um. I can't remember what the name of it was, but I'm sure you'll Some hear from people something. who have been had this exact scam. Well, Anna Von Pock, <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for thank coming. You Honestly, so much. thank you for calling me by my proper name. Yeah, no, it's just been waiting to come out. Thank you. This mm-hmm. was amazing. I can't wait to listen to this whole show. We can't laughing. wait either. I know. It's <laughs> Hi, guys. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. If you have your own scams, you can email them to us at scamwellpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can call us and tell us all about it. Give us some hot, hot tips. 347-509-9414. One more thing. We started a Patreon. It is patreon.com slash scamwellpodcast. You know, we need you more than we need your money, but Katie has a baby and I have a job that's not that great. So every little bit helps, to be perfectly honest. Thanks again from me and Katie, Sue on the West Coast, Katie reporting from the East Coast. We will see you next week. Bye.
Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.